0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Fearless Rebel Radio. In today's episode, we are going to talk about why your body does not define your worth. So I'm going to start out by talking a little bit about why I started this podcast and what it's going to be about. And then we'll get into the meat of today's topic, which is going to be about why your body does not define your worth and the difference between our body esteem and our self-esteem. So the difference between them and how our culture has got us wrapping them up into one, why your fat days or quote unquote, I generally feel gross days are actually a good thing. And then a few simple things that you can do right now to get off of the body bashing crazy train and feel a little bit more kick ass. So let's get started. Welcome to the show. Do you know where you are? You're in fearless rebel radio, baby. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a certified nutritional practitioner, diet rebel, and food lover on a mission to help you feel hot damn fearless in your body. Fearless Rebel Radio is here to empower you to defy the standards and break the rules in order to radiate confidence, relish in your uniqueness, and live life fearlessly on your own terms. Every episode, I will help you to do this by sharing practical advice, not-so-PG-rated rants, and interviews with fearless rebel guests. Welcome to the show. All right. That was my best Axl Rose impression at eight in the morning without any tequila or actual Guns N' Roses music. So I hope you enjoyed it. I really did try my best. And I so wanted to start the show with Welcome to the Jungle. But uh, you know, there's something called like royalties and, and copywriting infringement and all that stuff. So I just did my best with what I could find and work with. So I want to talk to you first about why I started this podcast. I was recently a guest on two different podcasts. So number one was Real Food Liz Radio with my girl Liz Wolf, uh, who is awesome and inspiring and I love her very, very much. And then shortly after that, I was on another podcast called Finding Our Hunger, which is an awesome, awesome podcast hosted by two other fabulous ladies that I adore named Kyla and Ito. And the feedback that I received from them was, it was overwhelming. I got so much, you know, positive feedback from people. And I had a few new clients roll in because what I was talking about really resonated with them. And it was, you know, then and actually, it just kind of like popped into my head one day last week that I just kind of thought I should really start a podcast of my own because I love to talk (laughs) and I realized that maybe I needed to get my message out there in a different way than my blog and SNS TV which is my YouTube channel with my work wife Sarah Ramsden and I also just want to have an outlet to really speak my mind in my voice my name is Summer guess that movie. So it's difficult to say everything I want to say in a blog post. And I figured that this would be a really good new realm and media for me to tap into. And I also really want to interview and introduce you to some badass ladies who live life by their own rules and have them share their stories and advice with you. And I have to say I came up with the name Fearless Rebel Radio because I've always been a rebel, much to my parents' and teachers' dismay. And let's just say that I spent a lot of time with revoked p- privileges. That was pretty much part of my MO growing up. But when I launched my business, I referred to myself as a diet rebel because I try to, you know, I, I really intend to break all the conventional rules to help women feel free around food and unleash their inner sexy beasts. And the spelling of rebel is actually r e b e l l e see what we did there. It's feminine. And I can't say I came up with that myself. I wish I could but it can't it comes from the website rebel society, which is an awesome um, blog that I follow. So I totally borrowed the spelling of rebel from them. And I thank them for that. But I want this show to be so much more than, uh, you know, rants on dieting or dieting behavior. You know, I'm not, I will not answer any nutrition questions. I don't want to talk about any kind of, you know, specific things to do with like foods and, and stuff like that. That's not what this is about. At all, I really want to broaden the conversation to empower women to feel fantastic in their own skin, to not stress around food and to live a life that they're excited to wake up to every day and on their own terms. And you don't do that just by like fixing the food on your plate, you got to fix all these other things in your life and be a better person. And that's what I want this to be about um as you know i hate rules so i am not committing to you know posting this on a weekly or scheduled basis this podcast is going to happen when it happens uh it's probably going to be weekly in the beginning because i'm so excited about it and my microphone's like so cute and i want to play with it all the time but then it might taper down to two times a month and who knows maybe i'll change that um They're going to be maybe, you know, 20-30 minutes uh, depending on the topic and when I have a killer interview guest, it's definitely going to stretch because I've got some lined up that I'm so excited about and my intention is to, you know, finish every episode with something actionable for you to do right now so that you can be your own fearless rebel. So kind of like, you know, how Dr. Oz has his notes, he's like, grab your notepad. And then he tells you like eight different supplements that you should buy. Um, so it's going to be like that, except absolutely nothing like that, because I'm not, not going to be telling you to take any supplements uh, to get rid of things like varicose veins, honestly. So if you're new to me, and you're like, who the hell is this girl? Uh, I'm not going to share my story on this episode. Maybe I'll do that at a later date, but you can check out my blog for the numerous posts that I've done on this topic about my story and my past and who I am. And I will link to those in the show notes. And if you haven't noticed already, this show is explicit because that's how I talk. All right. So enough about that. That was a good intro. Today, I want to talk to you about something that like... I am so excited and passionate about, and something that I make kind of the forefront of my coaching with the women that I work with. And it's really uh, to help you to kind of break free of the shackles of negative self-talk and any negative feelings that you have about yourself. And these feelings can be, you know, about your body, they can just be about, you know, like whatever negative aspect of you that kind of brings you down and prevents you from succeeding in life. So that's what we're going to kind of, you know, open with and start with. And, you know, one of the common themes that you will hear from me, or that if you know me, you've heard from me is that you have to accept and be cool with yourself. In the body that you have at this moment, in order to have a kick-ass relationship with food, and in order to free up your mind to achieve your dreams. So even if you're someone who doesn't have a crappy relationship with food, maybe like that doesn't resonate with you at all, you still may have kind of like self-depreciate self self-depre, self-depreciating, is that even a word? Anyways, negative thoughts about yourself that prevent you from doing things in life. I'm gonna steer this more towards how it relates to you know, your body and your relationship with food, but this plays into just any kind of, you know, negative feelings about yourself. So when I talk about having an awesome relationship with food, which I talk about a lot, I sort of mean the kind of relationship where eating is easy and effortless. Or you eat like a normal person, you know, kind of like that girl that can go to the party and have two bites of cake and not be like sweating and stressing and going crazy about it, eating the whole thing and then deciding to run on the treadmill for two hours the next day. So the kind where you know you can have like two Halloween candies and put the rest back without requiring some sort of a cupboard lock. So that's what I mean when I talk about having a good relationship with food. And you see, like our choices around food and even our decisions in life are really dictated by how we feel about ourselves. So if we feel negatively about ourselves, we are going to be much more likely to punish ourselves with dieting, restriction, guilt, and then, you know, pizza binges. And to never feel good enough to foster, you know, a better relationship with others in our lives or to, you know, move ahead in our career, like all of those things, all the actions that you need to take to kind of have like this amazing life, really come back to feeling good about yourself. And so that's why that's kind of at the core of, you know, a lot of what I do with, with women and specifically in my Rock Your Body um, online program. So when we feel great about ourselves, and food and, and life, you know, decisions become really easy. You make these choices because you honor and respect yourself, not because you hate yourself. Nothing good ever comes from hate or dislike. You know, that's just like, that's a fact. And if you really think about it, like think back to the times that you've maybe been quote unquote motivated because you hate something about yourself, I'm sure it hasn't really been a smashing success at the end of the day. And, you know, in the recent past, which is amazing, there's been a huge increase in the body acceptance movement. But this body acceptance movement really only addresses one piece of the puzzle, and that is body esteem. And body esteem does not dictate your self-esteem. So as a society, we're conditioned to believe that they are the same, that if our body is perfect... We'll be able to, you know, attract a partner, get a better job, have more fun, try a new activity, wear different clothes, etc., etc. Let me tell you, that is totally bullshit. Sure. Some things do happen more easily with a better body, like getting hired as a stripper. <laughs> That's the first one that comes to my mind. But the reality is, is that you can have all the other things that you think you'll have with a better body in the one that you have today. So whether that's, you know, better relationships, a better career, you know, a raise at work, uh, you know, wearing clothes that you want to wear, like you can have those things today. So just to give you a bit of kind of background and perspective, like when I was at my thinnest, uh, I disliked myself the most. So, you know, that one point, that one time in my life when I, you know, was eating like 1100 calories a day and working out seven times a week, was the one time that you could actually see a smidgen of muscle definition on me. I felt the most insecure and self-conscious. So I was perpetually trying to get even thinner in order to feel happier and more secure. And I've met countless women who have similar experiences. Like they lose a bunch of weight and their life problems still exist. Like at the end of the day, you know, you lose that weight. You still have those same issues that existed. You end up feeling crappy, and you're likely to still have major food fears, especially if like, you were trying to control your weight in the first place, and you end up in a cycle of depriving yourself and then cracking out on food. So you know, why does this happen? Well, from a very young age, we're conditioned to believe that appearance can dictate our outcomes. You know, that if we're better looking, that um, we're going to, you know, have more friends and have more money and that life will be easier. You know, like even like from when you are a child, you know, if, if a kid's better looking, like they get more attention in class or whatever. And better looking is really something that is unfortunately defined primarily by, you know, the media and our culture you know, we get this from TV, we get this from magazines, Uh, you know, they kind of illustrate to us whether it's directly or indirectly that you know, when you look a certain way, things are easier for you. Like I think back to like Saved by the Bell, which was one of my favorite shows growing up. And you have, you know, like the popular pretty looking people having, you know, the better fun, like more fun, more relationships, they're more confident, all these things. And then you know, you have, like the people who are less that like that, like they're the ones kind of being, uh, you know, the less popular people, they don't get all of these things, they have to work harder for them. So it's ingrained from our heads, like from a very young age, whether directly or indirectly. And I'm not hating on Saved by the Bell, because you know, I love that show. But that's where that really can come from. And even like when you're a kid, if you think about it, you know, people compliment us on our appearance, like, you know, you'll say to a little girl, like, oh, you're so pretty. And, you know, they start to associate being pretty or being better looking with their self-worth and their confidence. And that's really why that happens. Like our body esteem, the way we feel about our body starts to kind of like transform and form our self-esteem. And we start to place our self-esteem on the way that our body looks. And at the end of the day, like, Your body esteem is only a small fraction of your self-esteem. And it's really, really important to separate these two concepts and work on them both in order to be confident and to get the things that you want in life. And if you have, if you struggle with a relationship with food, this is like paramount because if like you have issues with food, like I'm telling you, it's not about the food. It's about those core kind of, you know, self-esteem issues. Like if you have trouble staying on track, quote unquote, which is, which like, is an expression I hate. But if you have trouble, like, you know, sticking with making good choices, you have trouble, like, you know, sticking with exercise programs, like that comes back to your self esteem and your self worth, because nothing good comes from not liking yourself. And if you like yourself, you do things to honor your body. And so that's where that comes from. So it's really important to separate these two concepts and work on them both in order to be confident. Um, And another thing to consider at the end of the day is that we don't want our self-worth to be reliant on our appearance because like doing that you're guaranteed to fail because you're going to age like your body is going to change you can't control what's going to happen to that and if you place all your self-worth on your appearance then that's a very very unfortunate place to be because you are guaranteed to end up unhappy at the end of the day Uh, And so it's, it's really important to kind of separate those two. And so that brings me to my next point of this episode, which is why your quote unquote fat or quote unquote, I feel gross days are actually a good thing. And so, you know, tell me if you can relate to this, like, you know, you wake up in the morning, and you go to get dressed for work, and things just feel not so great. Like, you know, you see like your muffin top hanging over, or you're looking at your arms in the mirror and you just, you know, you see things jiggling or moving and, you know, you just, you have these doubts about your appearance. Like that's what I'm considering a quote unquote fad day. Okay. Um, it's, it's just any appearance doubting days. So when you think maybe you look old, maybe you look not chic enough, maybe you're not sexy enough. It doesn't even have to do with your weight. It's just not feeling so great in your body that day. More often than not, when you are feeling shame or disdain for a particular area of your body, you're actually experiencing some kind of other issue that's related to your self-esteem. So the issue is that we divert these problems with our self-esteem problems in our lives. We deflect them onto our body because it's so much easier for us to blame our problems on our body than it is to address the real issue. It's so much easier for us to say, well, I'm just gonna diet this week to make my stomach smaller or I'll just go and get my hair done instead of addressing the core issues at hand. So sure, like these things might make us feel better in the short term. Like I'm telling you, love to, you know, get my hair done. Although I hate the process. I wish it could just happen magically. Someone please invent that. But they don't address the root of of the problem. So yeah, you might feel better. Like you might go out and, you know, buy yourself like, a push up bra and feel a little bit more fabulous, but that's not going to address the root of your issues. Um, And that's why they still exist, even when you fixed, quote unquote, the way that your body looks. So like for me, when I was, you know, my most toned getting the most compliments, that was still when I was miserable and super self conscious and insecure. And it's because we don't separate them. So we, you know, the, the issues with our self-esteem, we end up blaming them on our body, not being good enough. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that's why we end up with like a whole bunch of plastic surgery, nightmare looking people from Real Housewives shows is because they're constantly trying to fix themselves by fixing their appearance instead of like actually looking at what the hell's really going on in their lives. So it's really important to start to tag and decode the moments when you feel bad about your appearance because it's a gift. Like you are lucky that you have this because it's a, it's a, it's a way for you to know that there's some other area of your life that needs attention. So if you're someone that has issues with food you then generally use these moments to turn to food. So let's say for example, you have a shitty day at work because your boss belittled you. Okay, you come home, you feel like a slob. And so you decide to just like take in a box of Girl Guide cookies and, you know, sit down for the last five Game of Thrones episodes. And this way you can hate yourself for eating the box of cookies instead of actually feeling the feelings that were generated from the particular incident and dealing with them. So hating your body and your actions around food is fixable in an easier way, but it doesn't actually solve the issue at hand. Okay, and that's why it's really important for you to start to recognize that, tag those moments and start to decode them to figure out what the hell actually going on so that you're not sitting there eating an entire box of girl Guide cookies. So for example, not that there's anything wrong with that, like sometimes that happens and that's okay. But really at the end of the day, like, you know, you want to <laughs> you want to have a like a good relationship with food. You want to find other coping mechanisms and you want to address the root of the problems so that you're not always doing that. So, for example, I'm just going to kind of talk about myself, but I don't have like these quote unquote fat days very much at all anymore. Even though I'm probably like 10 pounds heavier than I was when I was at my thinnest. But when I do, I know that something else is going on. So for me, more often than not, it's because I'm around certain people that make me feel insecure uh, because I feel judged, which is getting so much better for me since I realized this, because now I like actually notice that and I can start to address the issue at hand, which is like maybe fear of being judged versus like it's my body. Um, second to that, if I have like a day where you know I wake up and I need to put on 15 different outfits to actually feel comfortable, I am able to look at my situation and say, okay, like, what's going on in my life that's making me feel uncomfortable in my body? And more often than not, it's because something feels chaotic and out of, out of control, which is just because sometimes I let my life get chaotic and out of control because I sometimes thrive on a bit of stress, which is also something I'm working on. But anyways it makes me realize that I know something else is going on that needs some TLC. And it's not just like my body and therefore I need to go and eat less carbs today to feel better about myself because that's not going to actually solve the issue at hand. And as soon as I was able to make that distinction, I could stop giving a crap about whether I had a muffin top or not and actually address the real issues at hand. And by doing that, I was able to break free of my negative self-talk And that is why having these quote unquote fat days is actually a gift for you. It's giving you something to look at and something to figure out to make your life better, to make you more confident and to start working on the components of your self-esteem that maybe you've just been suppressing and not addressing because you've been connecting it to your body and thinking that your body is the real issue at hand. Okay. So that's really like the core concept that I wanted to get across today, because I think it's so important. And, uh, you know, it just, it's such a, a great thing that when you can start to really tap into that and realize that like your life becomes so much easier, like, yeah, you you realize there's some difficult things that then you do start to need, that you do need to address, but that kind of like self hate that comes along with your body, your issues with food, like they start to improve. Like now you can actually improve those things instead of just trying like another diet, another 30 day challenge. Okay. So, how can you actually do this? Like, I just talked about a whole bunch of stuff, but what can you do? Like, what are the actionable items? So, I'm going to give you. How many am I going to give you? I'm going to give you five things that you can do right now to kind of improve your body esteem and your self-esteem and to start to work through some of these things that I talked about. So number one is awareness. So awareness is key. So once you start to recognize the difference between feelings about your body and why they're really just like, you know, feelings about something else that's going on you can start to decode them, okay? So understand loud and clear that feelings about your body rarely have anything to do with your body, okay? So so like just know that, trust that. Start to dig deep and look for the real issue. And often it's related to a recent event like something that happened earlier in the day or the week. So awareness is key. So that's step number one. Just start paying attention to it. Like start being more mindful of those situations. So when you get dressed, in the morning and you feel gross or you look at yourself and you're like, oh, like my knees look disgusting or whatever you say to yourself, Uh, start to think about like, why do I feel that way today? Like what else is going on? Like, Why do do my knees feeling gross? Like, what does that dictate? Like, what is that going to prevent me from doing today? How is that preventing me from being happy? And then start to like really realize that there's something else that's actually preventing you from being happy that you should really start to work through. And then, you know, the bigger issues start to get uncovered and, and sometimes they're more difficult to work through, but awareness of them is the first step. Okay. Number two. Start to address the real root issue of your self-esteem issues. So self-esteem is something that we develop throughout our lives. So they're formed from when we're like a baby up until now. So events that happen to us, you know, certain things, that's what really shapes a lot of our self-esteem. And so a lot of us have like these demons from our past, like I'm sure we can all remember somewhere, somewhere along the line, someone made us feel bad about ourselves. You know, they insulted us in some way, they didn't make us feel gratified or or good about ourselves, like all of those little events in your life really can shape and hold back your self worth and your self esteem. So one way to start to break free of those events that may have negatively impacted your self-esteem is to take an inventory of the negative comments from your past. So from childhood to adulthood, and this can take a really long time. Like if you're someone like me, like that's going to look like a novel, I swear. Um, But you want to take all of those things, like actually document them and think about how each of them has affected you. Then what you want to do is you want to coach yourself through those events to see them in a different light. So one really good way to do this is think about, think about like, what would, you know, your best friend or like, what would your mom tell you about those events? And maybe your mom's not the best person, but maybe she is, you know, what would like a good coach tell you about those events? You know, Like, maybe they would just tell you, oh, that person was just jealous of you. Like, you know, they didn't mean it. They didn't, you know, they were just making an observation. It was innocent. You interpreted it in a, in a, in the wrong way, you know, and then try to spin it in a positive light. How is that circumstance? How can you play that up? How can you look at that event and spin it in a way that's positive for you? Okay. So. Like, I still remember, and this is like kind of embarrassing. Okay, so my mom took me to a modeling agency when I was like 12 years old, and I was like the most self conscious kid ever so this is so horrible but I love my mom like I'm not putting her down for this but it was probably the worst thing that (laughs) she could have ever done so she took me to a modeling agency and like they literally told me that I was like way too overweight to ever be a model and I still remember like those those words like burn through my soul and I was at such an impressionable age and I already hated myself and it was just like throwing gasoline on like the fire um But now I look at that and I'm like, okay, how can I spin that in a positive light? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I didn't fit the conventional standards. That's okay. That doesn't make me less of a person. It just means that that career was not right for me. And you know what? I've used that incident to turn this around into my entire business. And, and, and like, it's made me so much more of a stronger and confident person. I now have a much thicker skin because of that incident. So that's sort of what you want to do. Talk yourself through it, spin it, in a positive light. This technique is actually outlined in a a book called The Woman in the Mirror by Cynthia Bulick, which I'll link to in the show notes. And she has free worksheets to help you with this on her website called womeninthemirror.com. It's a great book if this kind of stuff resonates with you. And so when I was able to rationalize and coach myself through these hurtful events, I was able to let them go, accept them as being positive and how they shaped who I am today. And like I said, let me tell you all of these events that have happened in my past. I am actually so grateful for them because I would not be doing what I'm doing today and like loving my job and my life if they had not have happened as, as painful as they were in the, at that time. Okay. Number three stop saying anything negative about yourself to others okay or to yourself once you stop saying these things aloud you will stop believing them okay when you actually verbalize things about yourself like i look gross in this outfit or i'm such an idiot or you know my ass looks huge in these pants or i hate my arms you know like we say we say this shit to our you know to our husbands to our partners to our friends We say it all the time. And like most of the time it's because we're feeling insecure and we're looking for validation, which is, you know, shouldn't be seeking that outwards. But when you actually vocalize that statement, like that horrible, awful, negative statement about yourself, you are shaping that belief. You are just like recording that in your brain as being a belief. And in order to stop that, like you want to stop having those beliefs about yourself, you have to stop saying them out loud. And I'll do a whole show on how like our beliefs and thoughts really lead to our actions and why changing our core beliefs and thoughts is like paramount to actually, you know, being an amazing person. (laughs) But, um, anyways, like you have to, the first step to it is to just stop saying those things out loud and catch yourself when you, when you want to say those things. Um, and, and, and censor yourself and like, just stop, like, just like, hear me on your shoulder. Shut up. Don't say it out loud. You know, if you're still thinking those things at that time, that's okay, but just don't say it out loud. Don't make it real. And that's going to be step number three for you. Okay. Step number four. I want you to make a list of five things that would be different if you were cool with your body. Okay. You don't have to like love your body. Like, oh my God, I love my body. Like the, you know, it's just about being cool with your body. Okay. And sometimes loving your body just seems like, like nonsense in the headspace that you're at right now. But just like what would, what things in your life, what five things would be different if you were cool with your body? you know, would you have more sex? Would you wear different clothes? Would you try a new sport? Would you ask for a raise at work? You know, then I I want you to take that list and go and do three of those things right now, like today, like now. So remember, your body should never prevent you from achieving the things that you want. And when you start to realize that you can have and do those things in the body that you have today, you'll realize that your body does not dictate your future. And this is also a killer way to build confidence by putting yourself out there. So if the thought of doing this makes you want to, you know, like run into the fetal position, then fake it. Okay. Channel your future self and play the biggest part of your life like play your future self and if you need to like channel beyonce or lady gaga and like just you know go out there and be the rock star that you are and just work it and do those things and i'm telling you when you do that you realize you can have those things in the body that you have today all right number five so when you think a negative comment about yourself start asking yourself Like says who or so what? So when you notice something negative about yourself, maybe it's like, you know, your arms look like pancakes or, you know, you have a muffin top. Um, Wow, I relate a lot of body parts to baked goods. I just realized. (laughs) Ask yourself, like, who says this is bad? You know, like who cares if I have a muffin top? Like who cares if you're fat? Really? Like what does it matter? Like the media, the peanut gallery, Seriously, like fuck them, like who cares? Who determines the ideal? Start to challenge those beliefs in yourself. And once you do that, you can start to shift your perception about what the ideal is and like seriously, like stop looking at like these perfect images of bodies, which is another whole other topic that we'll get to, um, as the ideal and, and really like who says that at the end of the day? So you can hear my voice on your shoulder saying, says who? but uh, <laughs> or whatever voice you want to use. So what I'm going to do is because I gave you those five things, gonna, I'll recap them in, in the uh, show notes for you. But I really want you to take action and try these out. And let me know how it goes for you. So comment on this post or send me a tweet. I'm at summer in and in which is summer like the season s u m m e r and then in and in i n n uh, a n e n on instagram i am at hot summer h a u t e summer or on facebook look for me summer in and in nutritionist extraordinaire so let me know how this goes for you and if you would like more on this topic like if you're like oh my god like this woman speaking my language uh, and you want to read on this topic, there's two books I really like. One of them I mentioned already, The Woman in the Mirror by Cynthia Bulick, And another one is When Women Stop Hating Their Bodies by Jane Hirschman and Carol Munter. Uh, don't get thrown off by the title. You don't actually have to hate your body to read the book, but it does have some great stuff in it. And there's so much more that I could talk about it as it relates to this. And like I said, like some of those I'm going to save for up- upcoming podcasts. But if you want more tactics on boosting your confidence, definitely check out my free 10 day body confidence makeover at slash 10 BCM, which I'll link. Um, and if you like what you've heard, leave me a review on iTunes so that I don't have to pretend I'm 30 different people leaving fake reviews. Joking. Subscribe and share this with your peeps, okay? Let's spread the word. And if you want my free ebook to break all the different rules and feel hot damn fearless in your body, then definitely check out my website at summerinandin.com or simply plug in summerthenutritionist.com and make sure you follow me on all the various social media outlets. All right, until next time, rock on.